doing that's different, it really deeper ingrains this into your brain. And what I did was I learned juggling. So I would do these practices of gratitude and then I would juggle for 10 minutes and I was terrible at it, but it was something that my brain was learning. So it would take the learning along with the practice that I had just done and it would deeper ingrain that into my brain quicker. So that's a neuroplasticity technique that people... Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause podcast, the show where we crack open the conversation about this time of life and empower you to become the CEO of your menopause transition. I'm your host, Dr. Clarissa Christensen. Join me and my guests as each week we show you how you can thrive through menopause. Well, welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. And we all know that we love and feel good when we feel gratitude in our lives. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. I'm excited to be joined by Jennifer Garman and know that gratitude is front and center of everything that she does. It's her whole business and her whole life. So Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thanks, Clarissa, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Jennifer, before we get deep into gratitude, I would love to hear your story and how did you come to be working in this space? Yeah, I would love to share that. Um, so take you back a while here, over a decade. Um, I was chugging along. I had three very young kids. My twins were two. Um, my youngest had just turned one. And I was juggling a lot of balls, um, a lot in the air. And I thought I was doing pretty good. I was um, really proud of myself, to be honest, with how much I was doing and handling. And I kept adding to it, adding to it. Um, and then one night, just out of the blue, I just could not sleep. And but when I mean could not sleep, absolute complete insomnia, which I'd never experienced in my life, where I did not get one minute of sleep that night. And I was just tossing and turning. And I just was conscious of the fact that I just couldn't click over into sleep and it was bizarre to me, but I really didn't think anything of it. So the next day I just kept on going, knowing that that night I'd sleep really good. And I was so excited to go to bed that night. And then the same thing happened. Wow. And I'm getting a little upset now going, okay, this, there's nothing going on in my life. There's no catalyst, no stress, nothing had changed or was obvious that would be causing it. So I had um, a third night of that. And at that point, I was exhausted and I was beyond stressed out, frustrated, angry, upset. I made an appointment, saw the doctor right away, and they wanted to give me sleep medication on the spot. And, you know, they, they always wanted to oh, yeah. do band-aids on yeah, symptoms. Yeah. So <laughs> I, at that point, I didn't have a choice. I'm like, I need to sleep tonight. So I started down that path of, you know, doctor visits and symptom control. And um, I, I spent seven and a half years chasing what, what was this. Yeah. And it was spiraling into, it was not only insomnia, it then went into um, food allergies, allergies and intolerances and gut problems and um, autoimmune diseases. And I was tested and diagnosed with probably 40 different things through the course of that seven and a half years. And the, the thing was, I would follow the protocol, I would have hope, I would get excited that, okay, we found what was wrong, now I'm going to get better, but I didn't get better. And it was just so frustrating, because time and time again, I'd find another doctor who was sure they knew what was wrong, and they put me on this stuff, and I just didn't feel better, and I knew in my heart that this wasn't it, and I would just, you know, get that deflated feeling again, like I got to keep chugging along and keep 
looking to find out what this is. And I never did find out what it was. Um, wow. At about seven, wow. seven and a half years, I decided that, you know, I got to start getting on with my life. I can't keep chasing the hope of a cure and back, you know, hoping to get back to the way I was. So I got my life coaching certification at the time. And that's when the notion of gratitude really started to come into my life. Um, over and over again, I was reading that the happiest people are grateful. The perspective of gratitude can change your life. Yeah. And I kept reading this and studying and I'm like, okay, let's put it in my life. Um, was also studying neuroplasticity techniques at the time, was really oh, fascinated yeah. by that. So I married the two together and my core emotional pillar was gratitude. And I brought in the neuroplasticity techniques and I focus on a great time in my life where I was so happy. And I just project that into the future of, you know, feeling that incredibly happiness and wholeness. And it was not even within a week that my symptoms started to evaporate. And over the course of the next month, everything, every symptom was gone. I had the most energy I've ever had. I was getting up without an alarm. I didn't need caffeine. I didn't need drugs. I was starting to wean myself off of sleep medication. And I really started to realize, hey, there might be something to this. And that's when I started to really dive deep into the research. And um, what I found on the research on gratitude just floored me. And I decided that I needed to share this with the world. I needed to share my story. I needed to share the teachings of gratitude. So the first thing I did was <laughs> I went to look for a product so that I could teach this to my kids. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. All I could find online was, you know, create this, you know, tree on your wall. And so I took that concept <laughs> of the tree on the wall and I used vinyl wall decals to create a, a tree. And I kept getting asked over and over, where did I buy this from? <laughs> and you made it. <laughs> it was at that point I decided, well, enough people have asked. I probably should try and make this into a product. So yes. that's what I did in 2018. I created the Growing Gratitude Tree, um, which was um, also the company that I formed, which is gratitudemission.org. And I took that to market. And I was blessed to get on um, the Home Shopping Network, which is a uh, it's a global um, home buying television show, which 24 seven, they have products on. And that was, that was so much fun. So in November of 2018, I was on live on HSN with my product and they just went gangbusters after that. And then, um, in early 2019, I got the opportunity to turn my story into a book and I jumped on it. So the better half of 2019 into early this year, I spent writing my book and that published in April. And the title of that is Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life. And it has my story in there. It has all the science that I went into. And it has a bunch of other people's stories, too, on how gratitude really transformed um, their lives into a much better um, scenario. Wow. Jennifer, I mean, that's just a huge transformation from being diagnosed with 40-plus symptoms to feeling whole and well and this amazing new life that must feel like a complete transformation for you yes I have to pinch myself sometimes because what it has done for me and I, I get so excited and I, I tend to talk really fast because I'm so <laughs> excited so I apologize to your listeners that I probably sound like a chipmunk blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but when I get so passionate and excited and energized by something my mouth just goes a mile a minute <laughs> but, <so> um, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes it has been a complete 180 and I'm just so grateful 
And um, I just feel like I just need to share everything I learned just to reach out and help anybody who maybe even slightly in the boat that I was in that, you know, if you change your shift and shift your perspective and the lens that you view life through, you can really radically transform your life. That's very true. I mean, what is it about gratitude that does this? I mean, listeners must be listening to this and going, wow, you know, I feel like that. I feel like I go around from doctor to doctor and nothing changes. But what is it? What is the secret sauce of we like that is gratitude? Yeah, I think when you break it down to the core, it's truly shifting from more of a negative to a positive. We all have the negative tendencies of comparison. And especially if we're on social media, we're always seeing what we don't have or what we wish we had or something that we might be jealous of. Um, and we can all relate to that. Um, and what gratitude does is it makes a, it's a lens shift. So it's our perspective shift into what you don't have and what you wish you had to everything you do have. And when you concentrate on all that you do have, you can't help to feel the gratitude and the feeling of, wow, I have so much. I'm so blessed. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think we forget that, don't we? Because we are, especially if we live and we have a comfortable life then it's yes. e it's easy isn't it to to focus on uh, if i had uh this car or if i had this you know clothes or if if i had this holiday or whatever it is then i'd be happy but it doesn't work like that does it it doesn't and that's a great point that you bring up because that you know when i have if i had you know when i get to this point we're always looking into the future and when we have a perspective of the future we tend to have anxiety wrapped up in that. Like, oh, I, I'll be happy when this happens. But then what if that doesn't happen? And we kind of go down this spiral and it's never a positive spiral. Um, you know, looking into the future can be helpful at times to get excited and get hopeful for things. But when we're constantly looking into the future as I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, we kind of go day to day, week to week, year to year through our life. And we're just waiting to be happy versus living in the moment and enjoying what we have now and being happy. That's true. And I mean, that's interesting because you look at a lot of the stuff out there, a lot of this law of attraction and manifestation, which is, you know, huge across social, which seems to be all about manifesting what I don't have. Uh, how, how, how is that affecting people, do you think? Yeah, well, I think that the manifestation and the law of attraction is kind of a little bit unraveled there. I think people think like, okay, all I have to do is concentrate on that Porsche and I'm going to get that Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what it really breaks down to is that you attract more of what you focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And if you focus on the negative, I, I think everybody can, can uh, relate to this. If you start, you know, oh, woe is me. I start complaining. You're going to attract a lot more people that have that same mentality and want to talk about that. And before you know it, you're, you're going down a negative spiral in the wrong direction. But if you just focus on the positive and you live your life positive, you exude positive every time you can, you're going to attract more positive. You're going to bring more positive people into your life. You're going to bring more positive conversation. And that's what builds upon itself. And that's kind of the from what I understand, the law of attraction in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably a good way. I think the way it gets put out there is sometimes the opposite, you know. That <laughs> the reality is it's like it's very similar. I mean, gratitude is focusing on what you have now. The positive is is focusing on what you have and, and what you might like. You know, you're focusing on what's positive and attracting more of it. You're right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So um, practicing gratitude, how how do you go about that? I mean, apart from journaling. And if you don't like journaling, what do you do? <laughs> this is probably the number one question I get from people. <laughs> and they their fear is, you know, I have no time in my life. I'm absolutely, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I just, I can't even squeeze an extra 10 minutes in. And the good thing is it doesn't take at any time. And it can be done literally right when you wake up in the morning and right before you go to bed, either or. But if you can do both times, it's best because it really solidifies things much quicker. Um, but that's the time that we're in between the conscious and the uh, subconscious states. And it's a really great time to ingrain new learnings like gratitude. Um, so right when you wake in the morning, you can even put a little sticky note reminder you know, on your nightstand, the first thing you look at, your phone even, and just a couple things that you're grateful for. And then just carry that into your morning routine and feel that gratitude as most you can. Like, you know, you're so grateful that you've got another day. Um, you're so grateful you had a restful sleep. Um, there's a million things to be grateful for in the morning. And then same thing right before bed, you know, just go through your day and be pull out the things that you really enjoyed or that really struck you and be grateful for them. And then if you can carry that feeling into drifting off to sleep, you'll be amazed how quickly the notion of gratitude can really take hold. Yeah. So you, what you're saying is you don't need to write. Like sometimes I read, you know, you got to write that 10 things, you know, and suddenly somebody goes, oh my God, that's 10 things, <laughs> 10 things. I can't think of 10 things. And then they start going, I'm grateful for water out of the tap or something like that. Um, so you're really saying just a few things in the morning and the night can make it make a huge difference. Yeah. And some people are very visual. And if it helps you to just keep a little notepad next to your bed on the nightstand, it can be helpful to further ingrain that if you're a visual person. But what I like to do is I just like to pull it into consciousness and either start my day like that or end my day like that. And a great day, I do both. And um, I also have a morning routine where I go through and I do deep breathing and I just feel gratitude for my breath and for life itself. And I take that and I cross over that into the day of, you know, what's coming up. And I just envision no obstacles and everything going well and just have a positive, grateful feeling for the day. And how has, apart from obviously this amazing business and all these big bearing on the home shopping channel, how else has being grateful begun to change your life? Oh my goodness. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. I, <laughs> my whole, I wouldn't say my whole circle, but a good chunk of my circle of friends has changed. And a lot of the negative has gone away and a lot more positive has come in. And it's just been just eye-opening to, you know, what I used to have and what I have now. And I'm just like, whoa, just so, so happy and so grateful that things have changed in, in that way. And um, just what's come into my life? I, I don't need coffee. I, I drink zero caffeine. I am fully energized. I don't need an alarm clock in the morning. I wake really early. I get most of my day done between 4 or 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. And that's wow. a full day of work for me. <laughs> and then I have the rest of the day just to enjoy it with my kids and just to really, you know, feel fully feel my family and embrace that. And I'm so incredibly grateful for my life. Um, I just, I can't help but have a huge grin on my face just because it's just, I couldn't ask for anything more. That's so amazing. Now, when we first started talking, you mentioned neuroplasticity. So for the listeners who maybe don't know what neuroplasticity is, 
can you give a sort of a short uh, summation of, of what that's Absolutely. all about? Yeah, yeah the, the breakdown, the core of neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change itself and to rewire. Um, and the, the amazing research that's being done on victims of accidents and strokes and regaining um, even spinal cord injuries and regaining the ability to use limbs. Um, this is all being done through neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to rewire um, and create different neural pathways that didn't exist before. And that, you know, a few decades ago, they didn't think this was possible. They thought, you know, once your spinal cord was severed, you're done, you're it, you're never gonna move that limb again. And now they're coming up and finding, no, that's not the case. We can rebuild this. And it's, you know, that's the extreme of it. But for you and I and people that may be stuck in negative loops and negative scenarios, we can change that. We can rewire that into a positive. And if we do that enough and we, we basically practice that enough, we can literally rewire our brain to be more of a positive uh, glass half full person. And that's um, really where the changes start. Um, taking fold and um, being exponential. And, and for you, that sounds wonderful. I mean, I've heard of it, obviously, but I love your summation. It's so beautiful and simple for the people to, to grasp. Basically, the by looking at things positively, the brain looks for things that are more positive. It, it seeks it out. Well, our tendency is tends to be towards the negative, actually. That's kind of what our tendency is. And there's a lot of research and explanation as to why that is. But when we choose to focus on the positive and we choose to shift to the positive, the more we do that, it's kind of attuned to building a muscle and working out. Yeah. The more we do it, the more easily it comes. And then when negative things do hit, when adversity does hit, we can much more easily snap back into the positive and say, wait a minute, I can, I can get through this. I used to get, you know, I got through these things in the past. I'm going to get through this too. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to chug through. It's going to be okay. Versus getting caught up in the oh no, why me? Why did this happen? You know, going down that negative path. Yeah. It really feels, Jennifer, like that is the kind of mindset, the sort of practices we need in these times as well, when there is just, it, I, I think all of us feel a bit overwhelmed by the amount of negativity and difficulty we're facing. So it feels like neuroplasticity is so key for us to be able to go through these times. Yes, and I, I get so sad whenever I, I, I try not to watch the news, but whenever I do, all I see is people hurting and lashing out and just just screaming out because they're just, they're not happy with certain things. And it's just so sad to me because I, I do, I understand plights and I understand things, but I, I know that we can be better. We can, we can work towards being better. We can be happy. We just need to put the effort in. Yeah, yeah. So- with neuroplasticity, is that something that you feel is over and above just a gratitude practice or is your gratitude practice your neuroplasticity practice? Well, they kind of go hand in hand. So neuroplasticity is kind of, you know, do, doing these things over and over enough so that you are um, ingraining this kind of think it is, you know, you're digging a ditch in your brain and you're creating a new neural pathway. Um, and if you do it over and over again, like practicing gratitude, you're ingraining this into your brain. And the other great thing with neuroplasticity is that with these new learnings and these new practices that you're doing, if you also incorporate something that you're doing that's a learning or something new, this can be as simple as, you know, brushing your teeth with your left hand, getting dressed backwards, um, yeah. you know, not using your right hand, um, 
taking a shower with your eyes closed, just something that you're doing that's different. It really deeper ingrains this into your brain. And what I did was I learned juggling. So I would do these practices of gratitude and then I would juggle for 10 minutes and I was terrible at it, but it was something that my brain was learning. So it would take the learning along with the practice that I had just done and it would deeper ingrain that into my brain quicker. So that's a neuroplasticity technique that people can do that's very simple and it will kind of root things in much faster that way. Yeah, if I've understood you right, then it's like saying you're practicing gratitude, but then you do something that makes the brain sit up. So I go, yes. oh, yeah, and and that gives means, it attention. Yeah, it gives it some attention, and that means it goes, oh, something's different here. And if it's something positive and fun, then obviously the gratitude practice you've done, if I've understood this right, sort of flows into the whole thing and gets kind of embedded. Yeah, I'm more grateful. I'm more thankful because my brain's working differently. Yes, you can kind of think of it as it, it speeds it up. So if it would take you uh, two months that the gratitude practice would kind of get into and be a, a routine um, for you, then it would doing something that's different or a learning would do it that, you know, twice or three times as fast. Uh, and it feels to me, yeah, that's wonderful. It feels to me like it's something like a learning that's quite different. I mean, juggling would be <laughs> one way, <laughs> but something that's very different if I've understood that, Jennifer. So Yes, Not learning something, something on the net, but something that really mixes your brain up. Yeah, reading doesn't seem to do it, but like learning a new instrument, um, learning a new musical piece, something that really perks your brain up going, wait a minute, I got to pay attention here. Yeah. Um, juggling is great because you're dropping balls literally if you mess up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing live? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, that, but that feels to me like something everybody could do, if I'm right. Anyone can do it. I agree. Yeah. And are there any other benefits? I mean, obviously, we're to becoming more positive. Are there other benefits to neuroplasticity? Um, well, neuroplasticity in terms of shifting into the positive, um, it, I, I, I kind of tie it back into gratitude because that's what I've researched and that's what I know. Mm -hmm. But if you incorporate neuroplasticity with a very high-frequency emotion like gratitude, um, your life can literally change um, drastically. Um, it's been studied that the connection to other people increases, our ability to handle adversity, um, our happiness level, the amount of abundance that we see come into our life. And you can call that law of attraction. You can call that, you know, I'm focusing more positive, so I'm going to get more positive. Um, it's just, it, it goes on and on, all the things that can, that can change in your life. That's amazing. And what I really love, about what we're talking about here is that we don't have to like meditate to do this we can do this very simply can't we by saying i'm grateful for a few things and i'm i'm ju i'm juggling yeah uh, or doing something like that switching my brain up oh what's happening here are we back now we froze now you're back now are you back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Something happened there. Are we back? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I have no well, idea I don't know what, what happened. happened there. I have no yeah. idea. The whole thing crashed. <laughs> oh, 
my God. Well, hopefully got most of that in. <laughs> I think we got most of that. It just like the connection went down and then it zoomed back in again. I was like, that is weird. <laughs> I hope we got that. I don't know. I'll have to check afterwards. I can't look at it now. <laughs> this is like gremlins. <laughs> well, we had a good stint there for we were going for a while. <laughs> yeah, we went for we went for nearly half an hour. <laughs> good. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just saying that that, that what's so great here is that we don't have to have um, we don't have to have really elaborate practices, do we, Jennifer? No. And it's those little shifts that bring us closer and closer. And it's just little tweaks that we can make in our life. And it doesn't have to be time consuming. Um, like I said, you can get up in the morning, you can think of a couple things you're grateful for, and then you can brush your teeth with your left hand, or you can take a shower with your eyes closed, or you can, you know, get dressed a little differently than you normally do. Um, all these things can really help deep root and ingrain that quicker. And that little bit of practice each day will build that gratitude muscle so that when things that do hit, um, and they're going to hit the bad things, um, when they do hit, you can quickly shift back into a perspective of positive and gratitude. I love that. I just love that because uh, that makes it so accessible for people. Yes, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your tree because I'm, I'm intrigued by, by this tree of abundance. Tell me more. So it is a vinyl wall decal. Um, it's something that you stick to your wall. I'm sure everybody's um, has, you know, the phrases that you can put up, um, that kind of thing. And you can stick them to the wall. And then you add the leaves each day. And the leaves are something that you write on. So each day you write something you're grateful for on that. You add it to the tree. And for the visual people out there, and a lot of younger people are very visual, it becomes a constant reminder of all that you do have in your life. So when you start going into so-and-so just got that new car or that new toy or something along those lines, then you can shift back into, well, I have all this. And it's a reminder um, of all the things that you see constantly of, that you have in your life to be grateful for. That is beautiful. And I can imagine, yes, that would be wonderful for people who are very visual and it's quite hard. And I think even writing or just saying it, you know, that just brings it to life. And kids must love that too. Yes, my kids do enjoy it. So it's something that I always, I'm always shifting their focus back to when they start to get negative. I'm like, wait, let's go look at the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this great tree with all the things and you watch it grow. I love that concept. That is so beautiful. I mean, with, what's next? What comes next for you about gratitude and how are you taking that forward? Well, I'm now, um, I'm, so I'm a life coach. So I got my life coaching certification and then immediately after I had the chance to take this product to market. So I've been doing a little intermittent coaching here and there, but my main focus now is going to be on coaching people and getting people back into the shift. And um, I'm also doing speaking engagements and there is a little bit of talk about a second book. I had a lot of research oh. that I kept getting um, that I couldn't include in my first because I had to have a cutoff date. So um, not sure about that. There may or may not be a second book and not sure about the timing, but there's a lot of different directions to go that I'm very excited about. That is very exciting. And Jennifer, I just feel, I, I feel your passion. I feel your enthusiasm. I'm like, wow, now I've got to go and practice gratitude more. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's what I want to come through because I truly want people to see I mean, I, I can't, I wish I had a picture of when I was sick and how many days I spent in bed 
And I could look on that and I could say, I missed all this time with my kids when they were so young and I didn't have this and I didn't have that. But my choice is to say that, you know, I'm grateful for that time because of how I grew and what it did for me and what I have now. And um, I'm just, I want to be a beacon out there to anyone that may be suffering or maybe in a place where they feel like they're in this deep hole that you can dig your way out. There's hope. There's a place on the other side and just have hope and, you know, add gratitude into your life every day and start climbing. Definitely. Jennifer, where can people get hold of you if they want to know more about you, read your book, connect with you? They can go to my website, which is Jennifer Garmin. Um, Garmin is spelled with two A's, dot XYZ. Or they can also go to gratitudemission.org if they want to learn more about the Growing Gratitude Tree. That is beautiful. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this beautiful gratitude practice and that you wire the extra in through neuroplasticity. So we're all off now to brush our teeth with our left hand or juggle <laughs> balls. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me, Clarissa. It's been great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and I'm very inspired by Jennifer's journey. And like Jennifer, I'm also fascinated by the human brain and the disposition for happiness versus depression. Neuroplasticity is something that we can use to help ourselves become more positive. It might even involve juggling to find that gratitude practice on a daily basis. I choose gratitude. It's the opposite of entitlement and a core practice for all of us who want to be happier and healthier in our lives. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe and share wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify and many other channels. And if you're looking for more support to go through the peri to postmenopause journey, connect with me, Clarissa Christensen, at clarissachristensen.com. Next week, I'll be talking to Rebecca Brown about her journey and how it's led to an amazing new nutritional company that's supporting women in perimenopause and beyond. Until next time, go well. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.